From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Sarah Reith. The Attorney General has declined a request to recuse District Attorney David Eister from his high-profile prosecution of ousted Auditor-Controller Treasurer Tax Collector Shamise Cubison. Judge Keith Falder is scheduled to hear the motion this week. Eister filed a declaration Friday with the AG's office in the Mendocino County Superior Court, where he summarized some key findings of the investigation, including claims that Cubison's recollections about an obscure payroll code changed over time. The Sheriff's Office began the investigation into Cubison and her co-defendant, payroll manager Paula June Kennedy, in September of last year. That was shortly after a meeting where CEO Darcy Antle and County Counsel Christian Curtis began to suspect Kennedy of embezzlement. According to Eister, they were also suspicious of Ms. Cubison's demeanor at the meeting and at least some of her answers to questions posed to her about what she knew and when. Eister wrote that between 2019 and 2022, Kennedy, the payroll manager, was inserting an obscure earnings code on the payroll report that then allowed her to input a payment amount each and every pay period to collect unauthorized monies. Eister claims that Kennedy knew the payments were illegal and that Cubison told her to keep the code-authorized amounts under $1,000 so they wouldn't be flagged by the CEO's office. According to Eister, when the payroll manager, Kennedy, made repeated attempts over multiple years to have Cubison put her authorization of this scheme into writing, the payroll manager said that Cubison would either ignore her requests or tell the payroll manager she was too busy and would get around to it at some later point that never came. Eister laid out three versions of Cubison's level of knowledge about the code. He wrote that initially, she told the sheriff's investigator that she didn't know anything about it until the meeting with Antle and Curtis on September 1st of last year. Witnesses told the same investigator that Cubison admitted at that meeting that she did know about the use of the code. Later, she allegedly claimed to have a very faint memory of a different meeting with former auditor controller Lloyd Weir and Kennedy about the matter, which the other two denied. Eister concluded that Weir, Cubison, and Kennedy agreed on one thing during the course of the investigation, that the use of the code on the payroll report was improper and the extra monies paid out to the payroll manager were unauthorized as required by law. The sheriff recommended that the women be charged with three felonies, embezzlement, misappropriation of public funds, and conspiracy. Eister chose to prosecute them for one felony, misappropriation of $68,000, allegedly paid to Kennedy improperly between 2019 and 2022. Cubison's attorney, Chris Andrian, told the court last month he was asking the attorney general to recuse the DA's office on the grounds of a conflict of interest. He spoke with KZYX after a brief court appearance. You know, I've been doing this a long time, and I think I've filed one or two other recusal motions uh, in my career. Typically, and what I kind of hoped would happen here, I've had situations, I represented an elected official in Sonoma County several years ago, and because the district attorney had a relationship with him that was similar to what might be here, that, that district attorney voluntarily recused herself, so I didn't have to file the motion. But I think my ethics and my obligation to Ms. Cubison based on the background information I learned about kind of a pre-existing adversarial relationship with her and Mr. Eister forced me to have to file this motion because I think that I wouldn't be doing my job, that there is a potential conflict of interest in the sense that Mr. Eister has been public and his opposition to her has gone before the Board of Supervisors saying that he didn't think she was qualified for the job. She was challenging him on some of his uh, claims. 
Last Tuesday, the AG filed a 14-page opinion in opposition to the motion, stating that the appearance of a conflict of interest is not the legal standard. He decided that Cubison had failed to prove that the DA would be unable to prosecute her fairly. She had also failed to prove that the conflict between their two offices is so grave it is unlikely she will receive fair treatment. Defendants are required to prove both elements in order to justify recusal under the penal code. The AG cited case law, stating that recusal of an entire district attorney's office is an extreme step and that recusals in general are disfavored because they're often used as just another trial tactic, brought to delay, shop for a perceived, less aggressive prosecutor, or to unfairly tarnish the name and reputation of an adversary. He dismissed the claim that Cubison's case is similar to another case, People v. Connor, where a district attorney's office was recused from prosecuting someone who had tried to murder a deputy district attorney. Unlike Connor, the opinion states, this case does not involve a prosecutor as the victim or witness to a crime. Rather, the claimed conflict involves a disagreement about reimbursement claims. That is a far cry from the emotional involvement stemming from a co-worker and colleague being the victim of a violent crime prosecuted by the district attorney. When the Board of Supervisors considered appointing Cubison to serve out the remainder of former Auditor-Controller Lloyd Weir's term in 2021, Eister submitted detailed documents about Cubison's rejection of travel reimbursement claims his office had submitted without authorization forms. And in the course of a three-month's correspondence about using asset forfeiture funds to pay for a dinner at the Broiler, a steakhouse in Redwood Valley, Cubison insisted that the public money could not be used to buy dinner for people who are not county employees. The AG decided that the existence of the disagreement between defendant and D.A. Eister regarding the reimbursement claims is not in dispute, but that Cubison failed to demonstrate a nexus between that prior disagreement and a likelihood of future unfair treatment. And the AG apparently does not share Andrian's concerns about public perception of the case, including the anticipated difficulties of jury selection, writing, It is well established that failing the smell test is not enough to deny parties representation by the attorney of their choice. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reith. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.